Rain and weather might have dampened the non-conference schedule for the new-look Hawaii Pacific University Sharks baseball team. However, today begins a clean slate for the Sharks as they open up PacWest play against the Eagles of Biola University in what will prove to be a thrilling doubleheader. Hawaii Pacific Health presents Hawaii Pacific University Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc. Providing Hawaii's contractors with top quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. And now, live from Field 4 at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park, here's play-by-play announcers Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia. Welcome back to YPO. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you live. HPU defeated Biola in our first game today, 6-3, to and are looking for the doubleheader sweep on this Pauhana Friday afternoon in the islands. Mahalo for joining us. And, Alan, the first game was a fun one. HPU put together a nice start by Jack O'Brien and had a great back end to the bullpen and are looking to run it back here as the starting pitcher, Andrew Hawk, will be trying to carry the Sharks to a doubleheader sweep. Yeah, Andrew Hawk uh, getting the call for game number two here. Got some big shoes to fill there with the way Jack O'Brien started the game off with a very quality start there, giving way to the back end of the bullpen, which was just as strong as well. But Andrew Hawk, you're going to see a lot more repertoire from him compared to Jack O'Brien. You're going to see a lot of different looks with his arm angles, kind of his delivery. He's almost, um, uh, what's what's his name from the, the New York Yankees? Uh, Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. He's a little bit of a Nestor Cortez style as far as, is kind of like he's always switching up the delivery, the timing. So, like I said, he's got big shoes to fill, but they have extreme faith in him uh, to get him uh, to go at least. You know, you want him to go about two or three innings at least, and then you can make way for your bullpen. But you're trying to save as many arms as you can again because you got another doubleheader come tomorrow against Biola. But so far, things are looking good, and, you know, there's – quite a bit of a change in the lineup but not as far as players itself but just the order of which they they will go Biola is going to actually switch up a couple of their guys uh, some guys that didn't start last game are going to be starting this game and they're moving their lineup as well as they're facing a lefty here for the Sharks and we'll get you those lineups in just a moment and we'll have first pitch of game two right around the corner it's HBU and Biola on the PacWest opening day for both squads We'll be back with first pitch. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here just a few minutes away from first pitch of Game 2. We mentioned earlier HPU with a victory over Biola in Game 1. It was a 6-3 to win, and part of that was the home runs that Biola got. Two solo bombs off the bats of Sam Leshack and Wyatt Duncan. But the good news for HPU is they had the last laugh as their... Uh, prominent catcher Chase Taylor had a three-run home run in the sixth inning to push HPU ahead for good and just I bring that up because talking about the weather tonight there's still some sun shining through but a lot of cloud cover gusty winds flying through and we should have some rain showers rolling through as well so a lot of different things that HPU is used to and on the other hand we'll see if Biola can react yeah, it, it, it plays mental games with your psyche when it's, you know, windy and then it's rainy and then the sun comes out and bakes a little bit, but then it becomes windy and cold and cool and rainy again. And, you know, California teams are used to big storms, but I don't know if they necessarily play in this type of weather constantly like Hawaii teams do. And so it, it's a little bit of an advantage for HPU, of course, as uh 
as Dane right now, Coach Dane, it makes his way toward home towards home plate to have the umpires meeting for game two. But you know, for the Sharks, uh, conditions aside, they just got to stick to their game plan. You know, they're a very good hitting team. They do, they were last year as well, but now with more depth, they, there's a little bit more wiggle room in what you can do as far as your your strategy is concerned offensively, and then you know, pitching wise, you know, just have a game like you did last game. You, you don't need a lot. You ju- you just need quality. And uh, so hopefully uh, Andrew Hawk can kind of be that uh, Andrew Hawk can be that that spark plug on, on the mound for HPU as um, Jack O'Brien was. And looking at you mentioned Andrew Hawk. On the other hand, Andrew Ziddle for Biola starting a ten three eight ERA. So the opportunity should be there for the Sharks to score. He has four and a third innings pitched in three appearances. This is his first start, so I wouldn't be surprised if Ziddle, kind of like an opener in Major League where, you know, you have two or three innings from your starter and then you transition to the bullpen. So we'll see how he does for Biola, which comes into this game at 4-9 and nine overall, 0-1 in the Pac West. And on the flip side, you mentioned Andrew Hawk, 1-1 one one with a 7-2-7 ERA, but this is his third start. So he's more accustomed to the role than Ziddle is. So, again, we'll see if that helps HPU a little more comfort not only with the home field but also their starter on the mound compared to a reliever yeah I think the hard thing for you know a guy like Andrew Hawk right now to start with him is is basically they didn't really get their kind of throwing program in place this week because of the weather so you know we really don't know what to expect the guys were coming in a little bit under their normal velocity just because they didn't get the throw earlier in the week uh, as far as Andrew Zittle the one glaring stat that sticks out to me is his seven walks to only two strikeouts so he, he can be a little bit over the all over the place but those come in uh, you know relief appearances this you know now he's in the starting role and again it's kind of that committee style where a lot of teams major league teams like you said on the sixth day will kind of let the bullpen have the have the start go a couple innings and then and then go that route so interesting to see what andrew how long of a leash andrew zittle has coming from the left side here for biola trying to give a different look to um you know the sharks but again andrew hawk also coming from the left and right now he's starting uh warm-ups uh to start this game off and you know, a full wind-up here, but again, he gives you different looks. He'll go wind-up, he'll go stretch, he'll go high leg kick, he'll go short leg kick, he'll go uh, up-tempo, he'll go real slow and, and deliberate and, and change his arm slot as well. So uh, Biola, you know, this could be a tall test for them as they're going to have to stay on their, really their toes, And, and but that's what kind of Andrew Hawk's game is, keep the hitters off balance. And you mentioned Andrew Hawk. He's joined on the defensive side for HPU by Cole Kashimoto in left, TJ Stevens in center, TJ Smith at short, First baseman, Travis Johnson. Right fielder, Kota Suzuki. Frankie Perez at second base. Designated here, Noah Hata. As the first pitch from Hawk sails in at 5.03 p.m. And it's going to be a called strike, so good job there. And that strike called by home plate umpire, Marshall Woods. Daniel Johnson, the catcher I mentioned, he's batting eighth for HPU. And rounding out the lineup is the strong defensive third baseman, Richard Higa. He's hitting ninth as the second strike is thrown by Andrew Hawk. He's working quick out of the windup to leadoff batter Tyler White. This ball smacked into center, and it's actually going to be caught by the ranging second baseman, Perales, for out number one. Yeah, Perales doing a good job. Kind of pinching towards middle anyways on that one, expecting kind of a quick pitch right there, which it was. Uh, really shortened his arm slot, and I mean arm 
arm swing there on the on the delivery and kind of just threw hands at it. Tyler White, that is, going up the middle, but Peral is still right there, pinching middle. And that'll bring up A.J. Ortiz, who swings at the first pitch and pops it down the right field line. And just a bit of foul. Long strike there. Ortiz comes into this game hitting 353 with two home runs, five doubles, and six RBI. And right now, Andrew Hawk already showing us kind of three different looks on, on kind of his delivery style. So with the 0-1 pitch, Ortiz takes that one outside. One out here, no score, just underway. This ball lined down the right field line and foul, one and two the count. This is a seven-inning game, at least scheduled for seven. And I say that because in our season opener with HPU against Minnesota Crookston, the seven-inning scheduled game went to nine innings in extra innings. So it ended up being a nine-inning doubleheader. And this ball is grounded back to the pitcher. Hawk takes his time over to first for a quick out, number two, here in the first inning. He was on that ball like a hawk. And it only took two batters to get that one in. Hawk working effectively, the left-handed pitcher. You know, Hawk, oh, sorry, I was going to say, Hawk throws, you know, a four-seamer, two-seamer, has a, a curve and a, and a slider and a little bit of a slurve, a changeup, but when he drops the angle on his changeup, it almost becomes a fork ball. So a lot of different pitches go along with, uh, of course, his different delivery styles. And, you know, he'll go to a full windup with his arm swing, but then he also comes with real short, quick, goes straight front to back. The quick pitch there, a ball inside, evening the count to Wyatt Duncan at 1-1. One one. What I was going to say is that with Hawk as a left-hander, he's one of five sock paws for HPU this year compared to just one on the staff last year. As Wyatt wallops that one down the left field line. Foul, though, so just a long strike. And that sun starting to peek its way through the, the cloud. So, you know, getting real kind of a bright backdrop over the Waianae mountain range and, and could, uh, you know, really hinder things for uh, the offensive side of the ball, the hitters, as well as even just the catchers and umpire. So here's the one-two pitch from Hawk to Wyatt Duncan. The wind-up and the delivery. Fouled away again. One and two will do it again. You know, outside of that foul ball that was uh, prior to this past, uh, this previous pitch here that went all the way down the left field line. Really, you know, the hitter, um, Wyatt Duncan, really looks off balance here. And on that pitch, he was on balance. However, lines it right to Kashimoto and left. One, two, three, go the Eagles in the first. We'll be back with the Sharks hacks in the first inning. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health. Regular health screenings are the best way to protect yourself from heart disease, the number one killer of both men and women. Your primary care physician can help spot heart conditions early when they're most treatable. And if you're concerned about your risk of heart disease, your primary care physician can get you started on a heart-healthy plan. So be heart smart and make sure you're getting regular screenings. For more health tips, visit HealthierHawaii.org. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. 
After a strong start by HPU in the top of the frame, they get their first hacks of this one. A seven-inning scheduled contest, the back end of our doubleheader. HPU was victorious earlier over Biola, 6-3, to three, improving to, as Coach Dane Fujinaka said, a conference-leading 1-0 in the Pac West. And the Sharks will get their first cuts against starter Andrew Zittle for Biola. We mentioned in the pregame a 10.38 ERA. However, he's a reliever, so a limited sample size. We'll see if HPU can continue that run of scoring runs against this pitcher. Yeah, even though as a you know a relief pitcher, you know in a small sample size, again his his seven walks, only two strikeouts means he's kind of all over the plate. And even in warmups right now, it still looks like he's battling a little bit of his location. Uh, being able to locate the ball right now. But, you know, hitters for HPU are going to have to be real patient up there. Um, you know, they're a, na they're a natural, aggressive uh, team. But I, I think when you have a guy like Andrew Zittle on, on the bump, you're going to have to just kind of be a little bit more patient than you normally were, would so you're not getting caught chasing. Cole Kashimoto, who made the last out of the first, leads things off for HPU here in the bottom half of the frame. No score yet. First inning. Kashimoto waiting in there, down 0-1. Swings at a big breaking ball. It falls behind quickly, 0-2. Yeah, that was one of the pitches during uh, warm-ups here in the middle of the first that Zittle was really working on was kind of that big sweeping curveball of his. Here's the 0-2 pitch, and it's swung on and missed in the dirt. Oh, it's going to be called a foul ball there, interpreted by Marshall Woods. Or Paul Brecht on site agrees. Wholeheartedly, foul if, ball. If Paul agrees, then I'm on board. Paul is law here. So the 0-2 pitch coming again. Kashimoto takes it outside for a ball. And, Alan, you made a great point. With the sun shining through from left and now the rain falling, it kind of creates this difficult sight line for hitters and fielders. This pitch grounded up the middle, snagged by the pitcher, Zittle. Tosses underhand over to first for out number one. Yeah, those are kind of like... It's like a glare. Yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to find the word. It, there's a glare coming off, one, the rain droplets coming down and the, the the sun poking through this haziness and the cloudiness of the Waianae Mountain Range. So it's just, it's kind of an ominous situation, uh, like an ominous, ominous view. Um, and, and I think the umpires are going to talk about this glare right now. As I, I and Of course, the catcher's... <laughs> shaking his head like you got this is unbelievable and it's interesting because in the first series of the year against minnesota crookston the umpires and the head coaches decided to start the second game of the doubleheader after the sun had gone behind the mountain range you mentioned the waianae mountains and after the umpires talked about it we'll keep going here but essentially we're playing during an awkward lighting situation so with the cloud cover, at least it's not too bad, and we'll see if the umpires will let things continue. So back to live action now. DJ Stevens stepping in. Went out here in the bottom of the first as he takes a strike one on the breaking ball from Zittle. You know, especially here in Hawaii with the cloud coverage, I always thought it was weird playing, you know, starting games kind of at this dusk uh, time frame just because it's it's not bright enough for light. I mean, it's too bright for light, but not but not dark enough, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you, you, it's really too dark without the lights, but not light enough with the lights. So. One and one the count on Stevens. He lines this one right to the shortstop. 
who makes a out number two there on the line drive and quickly ahead of HPU in the first inning is pitcher Andrew Zittle. Yeah, good stinger there from DJ Stevens off of Zittle, but just right at the shortstop, uh, Bobby Brown. Uh, and Bobby Brown did a good job of just holding his ground right into his glove for a quick second out there. That'll bring up Tejon Smith, the right-handed shortstop for HPU. And the Zittle pitch is in there for a called strike. Zittle peering in from the windup and delivers low for ball one. You know, I think it's a actually another point is I think it's a lot tougher, though, for left-handed hitters to see right now rather than opposed to the right-handed hitters just because of where the sun, that glare is coming from. It's more on the left side of the field. Yeah, we kind of heard second-handed that Cole Kashimoto was complaining that it was hard for him to see a left-handed hitter starting off the game. Against a lefty, too, no, nonetheless, though. We'll see what T.J. Smith can do here as he takes it, and it's going to be grounded to second, so 4-3 to three on the putout, and HPU goes 1-2-3 in the first. No score yet. We'll be back. It's Biola and the Sharks on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to live action and working quickly already is Andrew Hawk. After throwing a first pitch ball, he gets Sam Leshack to pop out in foul territory to Travis Johnson for a quick out number one to start the second inning. Yeah, good job right there. You got to love it, especially in conditions like this. You want to get quick outs, get your defense back in the dugout, let your offensive side of things take effect. As that first pitch is dropped in there to Bobby Brown for a strike by Hawk which is probably the first time all game he did a traditional wind-up on that one. Oh, a quick pitch there. A nice move as Brown ropes it to right. Will it fall in? No, because there's Suzuki ranging over for the catch. And another quick out number two here in the top of the second. Yeah, and talking with Coach Ash earlier uh, this afternoon, you know, he talked about how when balls go to the outfield, there's really no worry from the pitchers because all his outfielders from the corners to, to DJ Stevens patrolling center field really have a lot of range. And so things that would normally be hits, you know, with other teams, not this outfield. They are speedy. They get good reads on the ball and just fundamentally sound. So after the Brown pop out and the Lee Shack fly out to foul territory that'll bring up the catcher Taylor Justice and interesting here catching the back end of a double header we'll see how his legs hold up in this one so far his arms are holding up well as he takes this one to deep left and does Kashimoto make the catch he does up against the fence a nice job there as Cole is slow to get up but he does make the catch and complete the one two three inning down goes Biola. It's HPU's turn next. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Central Oahu Regional Park. No score yet. Biola and HPU nodded at zero. Headed to the bottom of the second. Early in the season, no major injuries to report as we collectively knock on wood. And that sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. Poor, I, was, I was watching warm-ups here. Uh, and, of course, you know, with, with Justice just hitting in the the top half of this inning, you know, they, of course, you have your backup catcher taking the warm-up pitches. But they don't usually come out with chest protectors or anything. This guy's poor guy's taking them off the chest because <laughs> because it was just bouncing deuces in the in the dirt. <laughs> Maybe they'll rethink that strategy going forward. Especially with Zittle just throwing breaking ball after breaking ball. So the rain beginning to come a little harder now as this ball fouled away by Travis Johnson. It's been an off-and-on weather afternoon here in Hawaii. We had some clear sunshine and then some cloud cover and then a bunch of wind. Now the wind's died down, but now the rain is beginning to dump a bit. I like it. Jack O'Brien, who just started the first game on the bump, he's, he's uh, running foul balls down. He, I wonder if he's going to Dane right now and being like, hey, do you, does this count as my poles? Ooh, this ball almost hits Johnson. Travis Johnson, the first baseman for HPU after hitting the dirt first. He actually made uh, the umpire lose his pen. Can't be having that. Well, the pen is usually mightier. <laughs> As the 1-1 count to Travis Johnson. This ball taken just outside. Back when Saturday Night Live was be the, the best. Sean Connery. It's a big hat. It's funny. 2-1 on the pitch, and this is lined to right center, and it's going to get down into the gap. Johnson on his horse, going into second, stopping there, and a leadoff double for Travis Johnson going all the way to the fence in right center. What a beautiful inside-out swing uh, on that ball. He kept his hands inside the ball, got barrel uh, all the way through the hitting zone, able to take it to the right field, center field gap. Taking it all the way to the fence. Again, this ball can carry out here. So, you know, if you're an outfielder that doesn't get a good jump on it, you can consider that an easy two-bagger at least. And Jonathan Smith, the center fielder, actually had a good jump, but that ball was placed perfectly. So he did a good job of getting to it and keeping Johnson at second base. Suzuki now, Kota Suzuki, showing bunt. Pulls it back and takes strike one. Actually, it's not a strike. It's going to be a ball outside, apparently. He almost has like a Juan Soto type bounce after each pitch. Kind of does that little hop in the in the box. But that's also kind of a, a Japanese ba uh, a, a Japanese baseball player type thing as well. Suzuki takes this breaking ball again outside that outside corner that was called in the first game. So far, not being called in this one. Suzuki ahead in the count, two and zero. Travis Johnson leading off a second. No score in the bottom of the second inning. Suzuki takes, oh, there's a called strike on the inside corner. A 
I wonder now after that first strike if Suzuki will indeed show bunt again or if he's going to try to move the runner over by pulling it to the right side. The left-handed hitting Suzuki waits for it. Now takes this 2-1 pitch up the middle. It's going to fall in for a hit, and that will get HPU its first run of the game. And Suzuki will pause at first. And just like that, Sharks lead Biola 1-0 here in the second inning. Great base running from Travis Johnson first. I want to start with that. Freeze on the line drive. I mean, it's so it's so easy for coaches to say freeze on the line, but for runners, it's hard. Uh, but does a good job freezing on line, but still having enough speed to get all the way around to score on that beautiful line drive single just over the outstretched arms of second baseman Tyler White. And just like that, two straight hits for HPU here in the second inning to take the 1-0 lead. Johnson home to score, Suzuki to first, and now Frankie Perala is stepping up. Perales shows bunt, pulls it back, and takes a ball outside. Perales last game took it as what we call a dose, hit by pitch. Good job of Suzuki getting back to first base. I almost got backdoored a little bit. And the good thing about that rain is that the clouds that came with it have blocked out the sun, so a lot easier for the batters to see the pitches. Oh, Perales' bunt is going to stay in play, and he's going to get credited with a bunt single. I don't think you could have even thrown it better than that, let alone bunted down the first baseline. And just like that, the first three hitters have reached on base hits here for the Sharks in the second inning. What an absolute beauty of a bunt. Got the ball, you know, got the got the bunt down uh, first, but then the spin on it just allowed it to just sit on the line and it wasn't going anywhere, so the catcher had no, you know, no other option but to pick it up. And we're going to get an official offensive visit here. Coach Dane Fujinaka calling over Noah Hata, the DH, for a conversation. And I'm thinking here there's got to be either a hit and run or a bunt on, and the coach and the player wanted to get on the same page there. You know, if you want to be uber, uber, uber aggressive, you go the hit and run. But I, I think if you want to go the conservative, just push, you know, the runners uh, into another, uh, into back into, get both runners into scoring position, then I, I think you play it safe and, and lay the bunt down, the sack bunt here. So showing bunt is Hata, and he takes ball one, low and away, on the breaking ball from Zittle. That's a beautiful job. I, I know a lot of hitters would try to reach for that, but all you're going to do is pop that right back up. So good job of spitting on it, letting it go, and then, you know, hopefully what you do is you get your pitch here, which hopefully is a fastball or maybe a tight slider that has no spin on it, and then you're going to get it down. And this bunt is going to be fouled away, so just pulling off a bit is Hata. I mean, it's kind of like how we say, like, you know, you never want to reach for the bunt. You want to go down, you use your body to get down, keep your bat angle up so that way you, you drop the ball, you know, the ball goes down. So Suzuki will retrace his steps back at second, Perales off of first. Showing bunt again is Hata. The freshman from Marinol punts it down. The third baseline fielded by the pitcher, Zittle over to first. And they do get the out, but a successful sacrifice puts two runners in scoring position with just one out. So that moves Perales to second, Suzuki to third, and that'll bring up catcher Daniel Johnson with a big spot here. And I think Biola knows it too. They're actually going to play their corners in, trying to cut off this run coming home. And more importantly, because this is a seven-inning game, 
this is almost treated like the fourth inning of what a ninth inning game would be. As this breaking ball is dropped in there by Zittle for strike one. Yeah, and you make a great point, and, and this is why it's important for Daniel Johnson really to look for something on the outer half of the plate. Let the ball travel deep. Hit it on the right side for an important. That way you can at least push one across. Uh, but it's it's I, I can't trust this enough. You have to let the ball travel deep and trust your hands. The Owen pitch is grounded up the middle. Snagged by the pitcher, Zittle. Tosses over to first. So just like that, an out number two for HPU. And more importantly for Biola, the run doesn't come home. So the runners remain at second and third, but now two out for Richard Higa. Yeah, just let the ball travel deep enough. Kind of was throwing hands to try to go that way. But, again, if you don't let the ball travel deep on it, you know, you're going to hit it right back up to the middle or back to the left-hand side. But what you want to do is if that ball gets deep enough, then you can throw hands, and then you push it to the right, and you at least get one on the board. So Richard Higa takes ball one outside. HPU has a run in this inning and leads one to nothing. Bottom of the second over Biola in what is the PacWest opener as far as the doubleheader goes for both schools. HP won the first game six to three. Now leading this one one to nothing. And Higa takes ball two outside. So a good job there by the veteran hitter trying to work his count. And all he has to do here is come up with a solid hit and he'll probably get at least two runs in. No pressure. No pressure there. Two outs. Here comes the 2-0 pitch, and that breaking ball. Wow, I thought that was in there. It's actually going to be called ball three. Oh, where did that miss? I mean, I'm glad it missed, but where? So with a 3-0 count, put your coaching hat on for me, Allen, real quick. Green light here or trying to get the walk? Mm. He goes taken, so he hits the strike on the inside corner. 3-1 and one the count. Yeah, I probably would have t you know, took on that one as well. I know you treat it as like it's the fourth inning, but you know you still kind of play conservative at the in, in the beginning part of the game. You don't want to just blow out. So here's the three-one pitch. It is actually going to hit Higa on the either the elbow or the backside, but either way, Higa makes his way on base, and that'll bring Cole Kashimoto up with the bases loaded and two outs here in the second. Yeah, this is the hitter you want up right now. Cole Kashimoto coming into game number two here, hitting 375 on the year. He's got three ribbies on the year. He's got some pop, can go gap to gap. But more importantly, what he does is he does an excellent job of putting the you know, the ball in play. So, and, and with wet field conditions, anything can happen, and that's really all you're asking for. He doesn't get caught chasing too much. And he does have a violent swing, so anything could happen, especially with the wind blowing out dead center. And with bases loaded and two out, the... Biola pitching coach is actually going to come out and make a visit, talk things over with Zittle and the infield defense. To your point, if Kashimoto can get into one here, he could really break this game open. So as we did in the first game when HPU was able to get a three-run home run from their catcher, Chase Taylor, this could be a big spot that we're going to circle because if Biola can hold HPU, they can get back in this game. But if the Sharks can really get into one here, they could bust this game wide open. So home plate umpire Marsha Woods breaks up the mound conference. And the dugout for HPU getting real loud right now. Cole Kashimoto giving a smile back to the dugout. You know, I, I don't think there's a better hitter and better player you want at the plate right now if you're HPU, so. So Zittle delivers to Kashimoto who fouls the first pitch away, but the good thing for him is he's an aggressive swinger and he's just going to try to drive his pitch 
And he has a lot of speed, too. So even if he gets something on the infield grass, he could potentially beat it out. Yeah, getting cheated is something Cole Kashimoto does not do on his swings. I mean, he takes those daddy hacks, as we we say. Here's the 0-1 pitch taken in the dirt. A nice job by the catcher there for Biola. Taylor Justice yeah, Taylor stopping Ju it. Taylor Justice being a wall back there, which is especially what you need right now in a, in a seven-inning game with the bases loaded. You got ducks on the pond. You're not trying to give up any free bases here. Kashimoto waits for the 1-1 pitch. Here it comes. It's lined back our way on a foul ball. And Kashimoto just missed that one. He was right on it. Straight back, scared the living daylight out of Kuule Agbayani. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't going to out her, but. Oh, wow, no. She just threw Paul under the bus. He, he, Paul was the one who flinched. And he's a, he, he, he's a so-called baseball player himself. So the 1-2 count now as Zito works out of the stretch. Base is loaded. Kashimoto grounds it to the right side. Can he beat it out? Picked up by the first baseman, but he steps on the bag. That is Wyatt Duncan making the third out and retiring the Sharks. But HPU does score a run and leads Biola 2 to nothing. Pardon me, 1 to nothing. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. To the top of the third we go. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you live. HPU leading Biola 1 to nothing. The back end of our doubleheader to open Pac-West play in 2023. You know, here's the thing about, like, when Andrew Hawk's on the bump, and if you're a hitter with a long swing, this really doesn't bode well for you. As that ball from Hawk is lined to center, DJ Stevens traps it, so it will be a hit for Gavin Ayers. And just like that, Biola has the leadoff runner on here in the third. Eagles trailing by one. Right as I say that, Ayers gets a nice hit. To center field, DJ Stevens does a good job of putting his body on the ground just to make sure he traps the ball and keeps it in front of him, preventing a double. And that's the name of the game, especially in a shortened game here, like a seven-inning game. You want to keep everything in front. That'll bring up Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, the center fielder, who shows bunt, pulls it back, and a backdoor opportunity on the pickoff, but not quite in time, is the Johnson & Johnson connection. Daniel to Travis, catcher to first for HPU. I probably should know this. Are they brothers? We'll check on that. As they pick off move over to first, Hawk tossing to Travis Johnson. We were talking to Coach Ash in between games, and he said that he likes to mix in those pickoff throws, even if they're not trying to get the runner out, just to kind of tire the base runner out a bit. Here's the pitch home, and the Johnson bunt attempt is pulled back. Pardon me, the Jonathan <laughs> Smith bunt attempt is pulled back. You got Johnson Sorry. on my mind, Alan. And, and no, they're not brothers. One's from Arizona, the other one's from <laughs> from Utah. Oh. Uh, not even close. So here's the 2-0 pitch for a called strike to Jonathan Smith, the speedy center fielder. So Ayers leading off a of first, Biola trailing one to nothing here in the third inning to HPU. And the 2-1 pitch is bunted on and missed, but because of that, it's going to be a called strike. So Jonathan Smith even in the count, two and two. And Jonathan, Jonathan Smith didn't play the first game of this doubleheader, but uh, based on his numbers, you would say he's pretty much usually their starter. He's a freshman hitting 200 on the year. Uh, one ribby, three hits. He's got a double, 
And interesting here, a stop and play as Biola's runner, Gavin Ayers, is going to switch helmet. So maybe a little too tight on the dome was that last helmet. Maybe went to the more aerodynamic one. <laughs> maybe need to put the rubber slippers on his hands. 2-2 two -two pitch. Swung on and missed. A good job there getting Jonathan Smith to swing and miss for out number one. See, people on the mainland won't understand that, right? They go, what do you mean the rubber slipper on his hands? They make you run faster. Eh. <laughs> never go, work Never work for you. Just go barefoot. Oh, just go barefoot. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't put them on the hand. <laughs> so with one out here in the third, Brendan Bell up to bat, the ninth hitter for Biola. And here's the delivery by Hawk in there for a strike. A nice job bouncing back. Ayers with the leadoff hit, and then Smith with the strikeout, and now strike one to Bell. Brendan Bell came in a pinch hit appearance last game. Correction, not a pinch hit. He came in to play the last inning in right field, replacing the pinch hitter at the time. So Hawk with another pickoff throw over to first, keeping Ayers close. And Brendan Bell, again, one of those normal starters who didn't play the first game. Uh, he's got eight ribbies on the year, hitting 233. This ball popped up to the right side, but well out of play. Good news for Hawk, though, is he's now ahead of the count, 0-2. Yeah, expect probably, you know, head in the count, coming from the left side into a righty, who probably is not used to seeing many lefties. I'd probably expect, like, maybe a quick pitch out of here, out of the stretch. Hawk very good at varying his speeds. Here is the 0-2 pitch, and it is swung on and popped up. Again, it's in that Bermuda Triangle, but this time the second baseman, Perales, ranges over and makes the catch for out number two. Yeah, good communication from the get-go. Looked a little bit like Travis Johnson was couldn't quite locate the ball, but uh, Perales, uh, Perales was right there communicating, uh, so allowing Johnson to peel off, and it was right there for the out. So that will flip the lineup card back to Tyler White leading off. And that, sunlight, and that sunlight has peaked its way through again. White, the second baseman, now batting with two out and a runner on first. HPU leading one to nothing here in the top of the third inning. This is a scheduled seven-inning game. So HPU has benefited by taking the early lead, and now if they can hold it and then add a few more insurance runs, they'll be in great shape. Here's the 1-0 pitch in there for a strike, even in the count to White at 1-1. One one. You know, let me ask you about that. Do you like the 7-9, uh, you know, 9-7, 7-9 format, or would you rather just play, you know, we're in college, collegiate baseball here, just play all nine? Uh, knowing that they're playing four games in two days, I, I like the 9-7 split. As the pickoff move works, as Hawk goes to first, then over to second base, Perales with the tag, and the runner there is picked off. That's Ayers. And essentially it works out to a scoreless inning for Biola. In the third, we'll be back with the home half. This is HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health. Regular health screenings are the best way to protect yourself from heart disease, the number one killer of both men and women. Your primary care physician can help spot heart conditions early when they're most treatable. And if you're concerned about your risk of heart disease, your primary care physician can get you started on a heart-healthy plan. So be heart smart and make sure you're getting regular screenings. For more health tips, visit HealthierHawaii.org. 
Back here live in YPO, Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you, bringing you Pac West baseball action. The second game of our doubleheader, and Alan, you mentioned in that first inning, you asked me what I thought about the nine-inning, seven-inning split, and I like it. Talking about you know past experience for HPU, we used to play some teams eight times in a series, and by the time you get to game four, five, six, and all the way to eight, you're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink. Some of our position players would have to pitch, and that's something HPU does as well. So I think it benefits not only the student-athletes but the quality of the game. Speaking of quality, leading off for HPU here in the third inning is DJ Stevens, who promptly grounds out the short on the first pitch. No, I, you know, I, I like it too. I just wondering, you know, because there's always a, a difference in opinion on the matter because, it, you know, your peers are going to go, it's baseball, you play all nine. But then for me, it's like you said, knowing that they go back-to-back -back days with double headers, you know, the 9-7 makes sense. You, at the end of the day, you still also got to worry about the health of the players themselves. And as TJ Smith steps up here and takes a ball from Andrew Zittle, and to continue my point, talking about Biola in particular, they play four against HPU and then go to Hilo and play four more. So essentially that's eight games in about five or six days. So you don't want to burn your student athletes out. As a nice job there by TJ Smith singling past the third baseman and the shortstop for a one out hit. Yeah, found a nice little seam right there in between the five six gap just underneath the arm of the diving third baseman, A.J. Ortiz. And that'll bring up Travis Johnson, who doubled and scored HPU's only run back in the second inning. HPU leading Biola 1-0, bottom of the third in the seven-inning contest here. And this ball in the dirt, a nice job by Taylor Justice of stopping that one. I mentioned it before, he caught the first game too, so the Ironman behind the plate for Biola. Shakes his hand a bit. I think he took that ball off the thumb. Yeah, off the thumb or off the wrist. Uh, more probably, like you said, the thumb. Yeah, speaking from experience, those will stay with you because not only do you have to throw with that hand, but then even when you swing the bat, sometimes the wrong vibration will just sting you. And a nice job here by the home plate umpire, Marshall Woods, of dusting off a perfectly clean plate to give the catcher more time to shake it off. Yeah, and, it, you know, it, it's rare that you see a catcher have to go back-to-back -back on, on a doubleheader. Uh, HPU did it sometimes last year just out of necessity because of injuries. But generally, it's not something you normally would do as uh, the pitch to Johnson outside in a ball. 2-0 now the count from Zittle to Johnson. TJ Smith leading off of first. One out here, bottom of the third. And so far, the catcher seems to be okay, and that sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. They take the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. And, you know, for Taylor Justice, too, he's played in all 10, ten of their games, starting all 10, so it might be one of those things It's oh, oh, the hit and run is actually going to be a successful play. HPU was running there. That was T.J. Smith taking off. Travis Johnson grounded it right to the second baseman, Tyler White. But then White tried to flip it to short. Nobody was there, though. So it'll most likely be ruled a fielder's choice. We'll check on the official scoring. But the good news for HPU is they do have two runners on with just one out here in the third. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost got to be a fielder's choice, even though he's on the run there. Um, 
second baseman makes a play, tries to, uh, you know, opts to go for the force out, just no one home there. So, you know, that means Johnson is gets on first base, but because of the choice. And that'll bring up Kota Suzuki. And we mentioned it earlier, now the sun peeking out again, creating a difficult batter's eye for Suzuki to peer through, trying to pick up the pitch from Zittle. Yeah, and A.J. Ortiz, the third baseman, just looked over there too and shook his head. <laughs> Yeah, it's safe to say Biola not happy with the field conditions here at Central Oahu Regional Park, which is the home field for HPU this year because Hans LaRange Park, which is just a few miles down the road in Waipahu, is under construction. And, yeah. of course, the city and county waited until baseball season to start work on the baseball field that is Hans LaRange Park. Makes a lot of sense, huh? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I'd like uh – keep my job <laughs> oh this pickoff throw is looped <laughs> and thrown almost into center field but bobby brown there to corral it yeah i think they got their signals mixed up but no i, I agree I, I think the city and county you know did hpu a disservice deciding to post you know i, I guess postpone the the renovations until baseball season started i'm not sure if that was a materials thing as this ball chopped by Suzuki, picked up by Zittle, thrown to first, not in time, and it'll be a swinging single by the hustling Suzuki. Kind of the first baseman looked like he pulled his foot off. Not sure if that was just to avoid, you know, the the sprinting uh, Kota Suzuki coming down the line, but tried to tag the bag with his glove with the ball in it, but just couldn't get there in time. So we'll try to check on the official ruling there, but so far. The main thing for HPU, three runners on now. Bases loaded, one out, and another mound visit will come up here from Biola. So with the pause in the action, nobody in the bullpen. Actually, there is somebody for Biola. It's kind of hard to see with the sun here. We'll see if Biola talks about it again or actually decides to make a pitching change. This is probably, again, because uh, in terms of this being a seventh inning game, you're almost looking like this is the eighth inning here. Sorry, seventh inning, so I can't do math. My apologies. Um, and, 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 <laughs> oh, and so you're, you're, you're looking at, um, you know, really more a strategic meeting here with only one out and runners on first and second. Probably talking about is, if there's a hit and run or if it's a sack. Which which bunt defense are you imploring? Um, are, are you going to do a wheel play maybe perhaps here? And And the scoring on it was... Suzuki single, sorry, the, the print is small. When you get older, like my age, you can't see things, bro. So, uh, oh, Alan Mia on a roll tonight, folks. Tra Travis Johnson, they scored it a single to second wow. base. okay. And then uh, for Kota Suzuki, also scoring it a single. So it's not a field of choice, but it will be a single. Patent stats here. Interesting hometown scoring. Not going to argue with it. Not going to argue. HPU big time is so essentially three straight singles by the Sharks here in the third. Base is loaded, and a ball tossed in there to Frankie Perales by Andrew Zittle. I'd, uh, I'd almost bet on maybe the coach of Biola calling into HPU and to see if we can get that, that probably score changed to a fielder's choice. As a former sports information director, we actually faced that quite a bit, and sometimes teams would even send us uh, film Video. clips yeah. basically saying, hey, you know, this basketball play needed a block or this baseball play needed an earned run. As that ball is dropped in there, making the count one two to Frankie Perales. You know, uh, you know, he used to do that a lot to us. Mike Trapasso of UH. Ah, 
used to call up all the time. They're like, why would you score it that way? It's the one-two pitch, and it's swung on and missed. A big strikeout gathered there by Andrew Zittle, and that makes it two outs here in the bottom of the third. HPU still leading one to nothing, and the base is loaded, but a big second out by the Eagles. Yeah, Perales right there taking a big hack on a two-strike. You almost wish he shortened up just a little bit to try to, you know, just get the ball in play. Make the defense work at this point. You know, there's a lot of pressure on them. It's a one-nothing game. You don't want to give up more. So with two out, here's the freshman, Noah Hata, a big spot for the Marinol product. The left-handed hitter facing the southpaw pitcher. Hata doing his best job just making sure the home plate umpire, Marshall Woods, doesn't call that a strike, just shakes his head. Hata with a sack bunt in the second is going to be hit by the pitch, and just like that, he picks up an RBI, scores a run for the Sharks, and pushes HPU ahead 2 to nothing. So that hit-by-pitch scores T.J. Smith from third, advances Travis Johnson to third, and then Suzuki moves to second. And that'll bring up Daniel Johnson, the catcher, who grounded out to the pitcher last time up. Two to nothing now. The Sharks lead the Eagles of Biola. Getting some much-needed insurance runs here. The check swing there. They're going to appeal. Jim LeBeau down the first baseline calls it. The safe signal, so that means a ball. And now the Biola fans kind of give it uh, understanding uh, some of the pains <laughs> we go through here. Your turn, Biola, is what <laughs> we say to them. Enjoy that one. Aloha and welcome <laughs> to the Jim LeBeau Show. <laughs> ball two dropped in there by Zittle, missing by just a little here in the third inning. Again, cloud covering the sun, which is great for the hitters of HPU that were blinded by the sun just in about a minute ago. Johnson ahead of the count, 2-0. and Takes this one in the dirt, 3-0 and now, and the Sharks are one ball away from getting their second straight run without putting the ball in play. Yeah, right now, if you're Daniel Johnson, you're, you're of course, going to take this all the way. You're going to spit on it. But if, if, if you're Zittle. And there's the ball in the dirt by Zittle. Four straight balls, walks in a run, and puts HPU up three to nothing here in the bottom of the third. And you hear the HPU dugout in the background celebrating, and the Sharks are on a hot streak right now, getting the win in game one, six to three, and now leading this one three to nothing as we're going to have a pitching change, not even through the first three innings, is Andrew Zittle making his exit. And we talked about that, Alan, in the pregame, is that Zittle's not a starter. So this is somewhat expected, but for HPU, taking advantage of all the free bases, a couple of singles, three singles, actually, to start this inning. So you got the three singles, the hit batter, and then the walk bringing in two runs. And right now, HPU doing everything they need to to jump on top and hopefully hold down the Eagles the rest of the way. Yeah, and Biola's going to turn to uh, their junior right-hander, number 22, Tristan Kazel. Tristan Kazel making his way out of Watson, Watsonville, California, by way of Monta Vista Christian. The six-foot, 205-pounder. That might be a little bit generous. 
So Tristan Kazel will get his warm-up tosses in there. We'll see if he can power up Biola. And speaking of powering up, we got to give a big mahalo to Battery Bills, bringing you the EcoFlow power when you need it. You never know when the lights or the electricity will go out. So head down to Battery Bills and prepare with Solar Backup Home Solutions today. Or just get that eco... Um the eco battery the eco flow the eco flow yeah wow that thing's a beaut doesn't make any noise no exhaust fumes and it's even got the um you know how like refrigerators or appliances like your washer and dryer you utilize uh, the different outlet the different plug it's a little bit more it's a lot more voltage it has that on the eco flow as well so you know if the power goes out you can still heat your water and a big shout out to battery bills they kept us powered up with HPU softball last Saturday. Paul Brecht and I had that call, and HPU softball got their first win in walk-off fashion on a walk-off walk. And I think some of the softball players are here today watching, so a big, big full-circle battery bill power up there kept the Sharks in action. You know, and speaking of our softball broadcast, uh, I know I've been picking on Paul Brecht all day long here today, but I want to say a huge thank you to him. He filled in for me. He did a wonderful job. I appreciate it on the last-minute call of having to step up to the plate, put in an uncomfortable position just because I wasn't ready to go. We'll see if Tristan Kazel's ready to go, and he seems to be so far as he induces a pop-up. Oh, but it's going to be dropped. And then the follow-up throw is going to get the runner at second. So the good news for HPU is two runs score, two unearned runs, because it's going to be an E6 by Bobby Brown on the drop catch. And the great news for HPU is they're now ahead 5 to nothing as we go to the fourth inning. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live for the fourth inning of action, and those are two big unearned runs gathered by the Sharks in the third inning pushing their lead to 5-0 over Biola. The visiting Eagles dropping game one 6-3 and now trailing here 5-0. And back on the hill for HPU is Andrew Hawk. So far, tossing a shutout. And on Andrew Zittles' day, that's two and two-thirds innings pitch, five runs, five hits, one strikeout, two walks, one hit by pitch. And leading things off for Biola is Tyler White, who was up to bat when... Gavin Ayers was picked off to end the third inning. So here is White. The check swing is going to be called a strike three by Jim LeBeau down the first baseline. And perhaps a little payback for the Eagles as out number one is recorded on the White strikeout. Good old Jim LeBeau getting one right there. Ooh. Alan Mia still fired up here, folks. Didn't like that bot call or the missed <laughs> bot call from game number one, so I'm still giving it to him. No, you know, that, it's so hard, right? But that, it looked like the swing, you know, his hands came through the zone. The, he tried to hold up the, the bat head, but it crossed the plate a little bit. That'll bring up A.J. Ortiz following the strikeout. A nice breaking ball dropped in there. Called a ball. I thought it was a strike. Maybe a bit high by Hawk. Leave my man Marshall Woods alone behind the plate. One to know the count, and that one is definitely high. Two and zero now. Pardon me, three and zero. As AJ Ortiz trying to get something going here for Biola. The umbrellas coming out again as the on again, off again rain now starts again 
as the lights came on too. Andrew Hawk is really dialed in right now, even though you know his delivery is funky. You know he's changing arm slots, he's changing styles, he's pumping the zone. And after falling behind three and zero, he's now battled back to move the count to three and two. One out here in the fourth inning. Good job utilizing all his pitching repertoire. Oh, the quick pitch there, just a bit high though, as the walk is drawn by Ortiz. And that's something you don't want to do with a five nothing lead is give free bases out right there. That'll bring up number 30, Wyatt Duncan, the first baseman, the power hitter with four home runs and 12 RBI, all ready for Biola this season. Yeah, Wyatt Duncan again, six foot three, 245 pounds out of Rancho Cucamonga, California, the IE. Oh, and he jacks this one to left field, but the wind isn't blowing, and that means Kashimoto can camp under it for out number two. And we both thought half of the bat, that ball might have been gone. Yeah, and that's why it leads me to believe even in that first game, the home run, the the home run for White and Duncan in his first at bat. I, I think with no wind, I think it stays in the park because he just got. I mean, even in that the home run he hit, he got underneath it, but the wind was howling, blowing out dead left. So I think it gave it its extra 30, 30 feet. And here's the pitch from Hawk in there, but called high for ball one. You know, I, I call this a quality start for Andrew Hawk, and I think it's even more than what probably HPU was expecting to, to get out of it in this game. Hawk tosses over to first, trying to get A.J. Ortiz napping as Sam Leshack steps in there. We mentioned Duncan with the home run. Leshack also had a solo bomb in the first game today. And a nice change up there by Hawk, getting the swing and miss by Leshack. Yeah, Lee Shacker was expecting a fastball there, just really out in front on that changeup. Down to about 72 degrees here at Central Oahu Regional Park as this ball is flied out to left field. And that one is up and out of here. And I just mentioned Lee Shack with the home run in the first game. Now he gets another one, a two-run bomb here, making the score 5-2 in favor of HPU. Yeah, and that one, uh, you know, a little bit different situation. That one is uh, is a no-doubter off the bat, a lot of barrel on it. The ball got up in the zone. Leshack put a good swing on it, even with no wind. No park in, in this country is keeping that ball. Maybe Yellowstone. As with Bobby Brown coming to the plate with two out, let's pause 10 seconds <laughs> for a station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Home of HPU Athletics, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and 95.1 FM. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you. HPU up 5-2 to two in the way through our seven-inning back end of the doubleheader. Sharks won the first game 6-3 to three and now lead this one by three runs as well. As Andrew Hawk, after giving up a two-run home run to Sam Leshack, has now taken advantage of this count, leading Bobby Brown one and two with two out. Yeah, remember back in the second inning, Bobby Brown's first at bat. As this ball's fly to right, just to the right of Suzuki, who chases it down and holds Brown to a long single. So good job there by Suzuki playing right field. I was just going to say, you know, in his first at bat back in the second inning, he had a real good swing on the ball. 
taken to the opposite way, took Kota Suzuki, but he was able to track it down, utilizing a good jump in his speed. That one just, you know, was placed perfectly. Kota was never going to be able to get there, but Kota does a really good job of making sure he gets the ball in quickly to prevent a double. And after now a couple of consecutive hits, a two-run homer and a single, and two out here in the fourth, Coach Ash will go out to visit his pitcher, calm him down a bit. And I'm imagining here if Andrew Hawk can get through this inning, he'll probably come back to pitch the fifth. However, if he continues to let runners on here, it might be a quick hook as we're about halfway through this game. Yeah, I think it's like we said when when he gave up that walk after getting the initial out here in the inning. When you have a 5 nothing lead, you don't want to put base runners on freely. And, and by doing so, that leads to a two-run home run. And now it kind of everything out of sorts. You start to put a little pressure on yourself as that five-run lead is now only down to three runs, uh, being 5-2 to two here, and, and especially in that shortened game. So the pressure is, is building for Andrew Hawk. So, you know, that's a good mountain visit. Get him to calm down. Get the team on the same page, understanding the situation here. Got two outs. Nothing to be worried about. Keep the ball in front. Don't try to be a hero and make a, you know, an ESPN Sports Center type play. Just keep the ball in front and and everything will work out. So the mound visit is Pow and HPU, again leading by three, but they don't want to let Biola back in this game as Taylor Justice, the catcher, comes to the plate with a runner on first and two out. This game is scheduled for seven innings, so HPU near the halfway mark as this ball delivered by a Hawk down low. Justice flew out to left field in his first at bat. Time is being called as uh, it looks like Daniel Johnson's adjusting his mask a little bit. And time is back in, so we'll see what Hawk will do here from the stretch. The left-handed pitcher comes home high, a backdoor throw. Oh, not quite in time is diving in just past the throw from Daniel Johnson to Travis Johnson is the Runner there, Bobby Brown, going downtown on the slide. <laughs> uh, I've missed you, my partner. 2-0 the count, and this pitch high and away. So after getting the first out and then delivering the walk and then getting the second out and then a two-run home run followed by a single, Andrew Hawk in a precarious situation down here, in here down in the count, 3-0. There's a strike, three and one now. HPU with the three-run lead. However, a big swing here could make that just one. The catcher, Taylor Justice, waiting for the pitch. Here it is. And that one is dropped in there, but I thought it might be a strike. A little too high, though. And that now brings the tying run to the plate in the form of Gavin Ayers. And I know this will sound weird because, you know, uh, Andrew Hawk doesn't really have a set tempo because he's always changing up his speeds. But he does, you know, for the first time in this game, looks really kind of out of rhythm, even on his tempo changes. Looks a little rushed, a little bit maybe that pressure mounting. The bullpen starting to stir a little bit, I think. I, I, I'm being a little bit blocked here on my little sliver that I can see. So Gavin Ayers stepping in here. Uh Bit of a pause in his delivery there by Hawk. Gets a foul ball. Jack O'Brien, pitcher of the first game. Doing a good job of running down all these uh, foul balls. Both of his back pockets are full of <laughs> baseballs. Oh, so here's the 0-1 pitch, and it's taken for a strike 
A nice job against Ayers. Now ahead, 0-2 is Hawk. Good job coming back after a fastball with that nice slow curveball or a little bit of a slurve because it didn't really have a loop to it. Again, one of his five pitches he does throw. Here's Waits. Here's the pitch, and it's grounded to the left side. T.J. Smith with it over to first for out number three, and that retires Biola without any further damage. We'll go to the home half of the fourth. HPU leading Biola 5-2. to two. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Battery Bill. Battery Bill. For cameras, computers, cars, or scooters. For trucks, boats, jet skis, remotes. Battery Bill. Battery Bill. Wheelchairs, special orders, motorcycles, camcorders, rechargers, converters, power inverters. For work, for home, power tools, cell phones. Battery Bill. Battery Bill. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here live at Central Oahu Regional Park, HPU leading, visiting Biola. 5-2, bottom of the fourth inning coming up. Nice crowd here on this Friday early evening for both squads. Actually, Biola has more fans who made the trip. Yeah, Biola, you know, traveling well. I guess it helps that, you know, not only do you get to play here on the island of Oahu, then you go directly to uh, the big island, Hawaii Island and Hilo. Right after, so you can make it a nice little trip and worthwhile. Tristan Kazel still on the mound for Biola as Cole Kashimoto leading things off. 0 for 2 so far today. As this ball's fouled away, 0 and 2, pardon me, 1 and 1 now the count to Kashimoto, the left fielder for HPU. And now that ball, that foul ball off the umpire made him drop his uh, clicker. He's not having a good day. Their first drops his pen, now his clicker. What's next? Karkis. Want to win the count. Kazel rears and delivers, and this one high and away. Good job by Kashimoto moving ahead in the count. Two and one. It's turned out to be a really kind of nice night here. As I look over my shoulder to see if more rain is coming, nothing yet as this ball fouled away. <laughs> I think the mission for HPU now is to It'd be nice to get more runs, but as the rain starts to fall, thank you, Alan Mia, for that. As HPU, it can get through these next couple of innings, the seven-inning game, and get this sweep. Another foul ball by Kashimoto. Wow. He spun himself into the dirt and kind of rolled his ankle a bit. We'll see if he's okay. He walks it off. His swing is so violent. He has so much power. He kind of screwed his foot into the ground there and rolled his ankle. But Kashimoto, okay, two and two the count as Kazel delivers. Grounded up the middle. It's going to be picked up by Brown. Over to first, and he's going to be safe. And the ankle looks okay. That's going to be ruled a single. Kashimoto beat that one out all the way. And I think it's safe to say his ankle's okay. And that Hawaii Pacific Health injury report is brought to you by HPH here, a proud supporter of HPU Athletics. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii and Cole Kashimoto 
creating a great start to this fourth inning yeah. for HBU. Kashimoto going up the middle. Nice play by Bobby Brown at shortstop, but just Cole, too much speed there, even with the head first dive, which you really don't like seeing players do into first base. TJ, pardon me, DJ Stevens, a big swing and a miss there. I think Kashimoto yeah, knew he was safe. Yeah. He just kind of did it to fire himself up. That, or, and then I also probably, you know, he might have also seen out of the, you know, peripheral vision of his, maybe the first baseman, Wyatt Duncan, coming off just a little bit. This ball outside, DJ Stevens takes it as the rain continues to fall a little harder now. And what I was alluding to earlier is if HP can get through this inning with the lead, it'll be an official game. So maybe a little more pace to the HPU offense if they can keep things moving here. Stevens fouls it away, one and two, now the count. Stevens, another guy up at the plate that really doesn't get cheated on his swings too. You know, I think like you like you alluded to, picking up that pace, you're going to become more ultra-aggressive. So you're going to get guys right now starting to swing it as, as if they're trying to hit for the home runs, but they're just trying to be aggressive. It's just their natural swing. Stevens here on the wild pitch, takes it for ball two, and Kashimoto doesn't stop. He's going to go first to third, and he's in there safe. Wow, he pounds the ground five times, now pounds his chest. Holy smokes, this kid is amazing. What a base running machine Kashimoto is. Yeah, and it was a hard tag after as um, A.J. Ortiz tried to get him, but, he, you know, A.J. Ortiz, credit to him, he gets right back up, goes to Cole, says, hey, my bad on that one, you okay? Make sure he's okay. Uh, good sportsmanship all the way around from Biola. Speakers are going flying here on the stands. Rain is falling. And it's hard to convey on radio just how electrifying Kashimoto is to watch, but as D.J. Stevens swings and misses for the strikeout here, but just the fact that he read the wild pitch and just didn't stop, rounded second without even checking his base coach, just the awareness as a player, that's a coach's dream right there. And, you know, this field is so much different than Hans Orange, too. There's a, you know, you got a lot of room here uh, behind the plate. So if you if you have speed, you're it gives you the ability to take two, but you have to be going all the way. Yeah, good point there. A lot of foul territory to work with here on errant throws or wild pitches but then even Hans Orange has a lot of you know a lot of room territory behind the catcher too but the difference is the balls bounce right back to the catcher every time at Hans Orange here they don't they just die in the fence want to know the count to TJ Smith runner on third and one out infield in for Biola trying to cut off Kashimoto at home Kashimoto doing a lot of base running today his blue and white Nike uniform basically covered with brown dirt on the front side. As this pitch is called a strike, one and two now. TJ Smith looks back at the dugout and just kind of smiles and laughs. HPU in their blue tops and white pants. Biola in the all blacks with the red and white trim is this game for the dogs apparently. <laughs> this one fouled away, one and two remains the count. Would you call this a Carolina blue, so to speak? Yeah, it's a great way to describe it. Almost a Tar Heel blue, similar to what HPU wears for their basketball jerseys. With that teal green lettering, white trim. On that note, props to the Sharks women for qualifying for the PacWest postseason tournament next week at Chaminade. As another foul ball keeps Smith alive at 1-2. and two. That's a great job of hitting right there by T.J. Smith. Probably a ball, but too close for comfort, so he just throws hands and barrel at it and then able to fight it off and hit a foul. 
And we'll see here if Smith can make a productive out or even a base hit to drive in Kashimoto from third base. And just a bit outside on that pitch, even in the count at two and two. Good eye right there as uh, TJ Smith or the pitcher Tristan Thank Kazel. You. Tristan Kazel kind of dropped his arm angle on that to give it a little bit of a different look. Oh, Smith swings and misses there. So just like that, Kazel, after allowing the opening single and then the wild pitching, Kashimoto over to third, he gets two straight strikeouts and is now one out away from getting out of any kind of threat from HPU here in the fourth. But now he has to face Travis Johnson, who doubled and singled and scored on both of those hits. We'll see if Travis Johnson can deliver here. Runner on third, two out. HPU up 5-2, to two, a big swing and a miss on the Kazel fastball. Tristan Kazel has done a really remarkable job since coming in for the starter, Zittle. Andrew Zittle, that is. HPU trying to support their own Andrew, Andrew Hawk, that is. As the pitch is swung on and missed, a big cut there by Travis Johnson. And quickly ahead is Kazel, 0-2. Yeah, Kazel right there throwing a, look like a little bit of a changeup off speed of some type, and uh, Travis Johnson just out in front expecting a little bit more firm fastball again since the first one got by him. And here's the pitch swung on and missed. That's three straight strikeouts by Kazel, ending the HPU threat and ending the fourth inning, but the Sharks still lead 5-2. to two. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here at Central Oahu Regional Park, leading things off for Biola. In the top of the fifth is Jonathan Smith. Scheduled to follow him are Brendan Bell and Tyler White. And back on the mound for HPU is Andrew Hawk, who quickly delivers ball two now to Jonathan Smith. And I do not see any action yet in the HPU bullpen, so I think it's a good sign there that HPU is confident in Hawk. As right when I say that, he delivers ball three, so... We'll see if the left-handed pitcher can bounce back yet again. Yeah, you don't want to put the speedy Jonathan Smith on the base path, especially with a, a tight ball game here, only up three. And that pitch right down the middle for strike one. Smith thought that was a ball because the first pitch of the at-bat, which was called a ball, was actually more of a strike than that. However, oh, another pitch inside. Smith didn't like that, shakes his head a bit. And now he shakes his head in approval like, yeah, that was probably a strike. It looked like it almost hit him too, but he is crowding the plate. And Smith flies this one to right center. Suzuki ranging over, and he'll make the catch. A good job by HPU getting the first out here in the fifth inning, up by three runs. Good job by Suzuki there. Kind of... I don't think really saw it off the bat quite yet. Kind of had a little bit of a late jump, but utilized his speed, and especially with the ball hanging in the air right now because of the winds, you know, was able to still track it and get underneath it. And that'll bring up Brendan Bell, the right-handed hitter. Uh, ball way high there, delivered by Hawk. Bell flew out to second base last time up in the third inning. And this pitch swung on and missed. A nice breaking ball by Hawk there. One and one the count. One out here in the top of the fifth inning. We're scheduled for seven. 
HPU leading 5-2. to two. This ball popped up again to the second baseman, and again, Perales makes the catch for out number two. Good job by, you know, Andrew Hawk, especially falling behind Jonathan Smith, the previous at bat, 3-0, able to battle back, get the fly out to, to right field, and then come right back against Brendan Bell and get a pop-up to second base. So sitting here, sitting pretty here with two, two outs in the top half of the fifth. That'll bring up Tyler White, the leadoff hitter for Biola. Takes ball one high. 0 for 2 on the day, strikeout, and a line out to second base. And Hawk here, if he can get through five, that sets up HPU nicely to either leave him on the mound to finish out the game or bring in more of their stellar relief pitches, pitchers to try to get another win here on opening day in PacWest play. Yeah, I like the, the fact, you know, really that they're saving arms because they're going to go into tomorrow with just everybody available. Here's the 1-1 pitch, grounded to short. T.J. Smith scoops it on the hop over to first, and a nice 1-2-3 inning. Biola's retired in the fifth. We'll go to the home half of the frame, HPU leading 5-2. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. As we head to the bottom of the fifth inning, a big shout-out to all our listeners in California. We hope you're doing okay with the winter storm that's rolling through. And I say that partially because my broadcast partner, Alan Mia, is saying it's a little chilly tonight. Well, it's still 72 degrees here just past the 6 o'clock hour. But I do have to give it to you with the wind chill. Let's say it's about 68. <laughs> you know, if baseball broadcasts don't work out for you, you can be a weatherman. It couldn't be any worse than some of the ones we have. I was going to say, I can get everything wrong and still be employed. <laughs> As Weather ball, ball one in there to Suzuki. Weathermen are the the the, ba the baseball players of news. It's, a, it's, a, it's based on failure, and you can still be a Hall of Famer. Very true. You get the forecast right twice a week, and you'll... Ooh. Ooh. This ball, I thought it might have hit Suzuki, but it actually hits the umpire. Marshall Woods in the leg. And O'Brien still doing a wonderful job. <laughs> He's got about three balls in the back of each pocket. Two and one the count here to Suzuki. And a called strike there, even in the count at two and two. Tristan Kazel still doing well for Biola on the hill. As this ball way outside, moving the count full, three and two. Yeah, his arm just dragged on that one. Stayed behind him, lagged behind a little bit, causing that ball to go up and out. Full count pitch to Suzuki. It is a ball outside, and Suzuki takes his base, and it trickles to the backstop, but Suzuki doesn't advance further. Actually, you know, um, Kota Suzuki right there was taking off his elbow guard. He almost rather just have him run down to first base quick because there's so much room back here that, and the catcher really didn't pop to go get it, so he probably could have taken two. Cole Kashimoto would have. What would Cole do? Cole would run. So a runner on first now in Suzuki following that walk. WWCD, what would Cole do? <laughs> That'll bring up Frankie Perales. Run hard. 
Sharks leading this one 5-2 in the PacWest opening day for both teams. Perales offers at it with the bunt, but misses. Now behind in the count, 0-2. One for two on the day, single and a K. Sharks at four and four on the season now, trying to move above 500 for the first time since the opening series against Minnesota Crookston. Biola, meanwhile, four and nine on the season so far. A big swing and a miss, and Perales is out on three pitches, swinging. You know, more importantly, too, not only getting over the 500 mark for HPU, if, if they could hold on to this lead, they'd be 2-0 in conference, which is, you know, in a, in a really tight-knit conference, I mean, a, a, a tightly contested conference like the Pac West, every win is, is extremely valuable. So to be up uh, early in the season, up 2-0, you know, it bodes well for you. So here with one out now is Noah Hata, runner on first. And you make a good point, Alan, because if HPU can do well not only today but again tomorrow against Biola and then hopefully Biola kind of gets their game together against Hilo because Hilo's doing very well in their non-conference series, I think that would be a great opportunity for HPU not only to get some wins in conference now but then hopefully get some losses for Hilo with the same Biola team. Yeah, you know, you, you looking at the non-conference slate and how Hilo's done, you, you almost go like, okay, Hilo's going to be at the top part of this this conference. So, you know, hopefully you handle business here tonight and then Biola, you, then you, you just pray that Biola goes to Hilo and handles business there. And then, you know, you have a, a fighting chance to, to win league. But again, you still got to go against your Point Lomas. Again, last year finishing number two in the country. I'm not so, sure if they're ranked this year. Oh, they're up there for sure. Point Loma and Azusa always leading the D2 rankings as this ball in there for a strike. Three and one now the count to Noah Hata. I think Point Loma and UH Hilo are actually nationally ranked in the D2 rankings, not only on the West, but in overall D2 as a walk is drawn there by Hata. So with one out here in the bottom of the fifth, runners on first and second for the Sharks. Oh, look at that. Jack O'Brien has now given up duties of chasing down foul balls, and he's become that boy too today. He does it all. Pitches gems, chases foul balls. and It's amazing how much energy you have after a victory yeah. as opposed to if Trust things, me, if he got things might L, not have gone yeah, so well, yeah, if I, got I don't the know L, if he'd be hustling Yeah, if like I got that. the L, I ain't chasing down no foul balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's just facts. <laughs> so we have a visit to the mound by the catcher here for Biola. That's Taylor Justice going out to talk to Kazel. So the official mound visit charge there is HPU again trying to strike with two walks, giving them runners on first and second. And I like uh, what home plate uh, umpire Marshall Woods does. He, he not only notates it at what number of visit it was, he makes sure everyone, including the scorekeepers and us, us, us broadcasters, know as well. So I can respect that. Kazel back to live action now. And this ball bounced in the dirt and a pickoff throw down to second. Nobody there. Nothing going. It's actually and a good pick by the second baseman, uh, Tyler White, as as Taylor Justice kind of short-hopped that throw to him, was able to backhand it and pick it out. Otherwise, you could very well expect Kota Suzuki would have been on his horses, possibly turning that maybe into a two-bag air. Daniel Johnson batting now for HPU. Runners at first and second. HPU up by three. 
Bottom of the fifth inning. This one almost gets by, but Justice there to grab it. Almost took out the legs of uh, our very own catcher, Daniel Johnson. And another timeout is called by Biola. As with a runner, pardon me, a pitcher warming up in the bullpen, I wonder if they're going to make a change They here. are. They already pointed. So that will be the end of the night for Tristan Kazel, who did very well, had a bunch of strikeouts and really stopped, limited the damage that HP was about to cause on offense tonight. Although, with runners on first and second here in the fifth, they still could add to their five-run output. Trying to see who they put in. All I know is he's very tall. Number 32 is going to be Carson Cody. Carson Cody, a redshirt junior, six foot six, 175 pounds, out of Corona, California, by way of Woodcrest, Woodcrest Christian. So that'll be the third pitcher of the evening for Biola. Now he looks every bit of six foot five. Sorry, six foot six. Don't want to shortchange him there. No, I don't. I mean, when you're that tall, you earn that right. <laughs> Got the guns out here, a lot of the radar guns. Coaches scouting. And this will be interesting because the 2-0 count to Daniel Johnson will carry over here. So Johnson actually comes into this at bat with a prime hitter's count and then a fresh pitcher coming in. So a lot more pressure even than a normal relief situation for Cody because you don't really have that wiggle room to maybe toss a few balls. You really have to go right after the hitter. I know we talked about this last year, but remind me, whose who's batter is this now? Is this so, still... So it's technically Cody's, but if, pardon me, it's technically Kazel's, but if Cody, basically if Cody gets the out, it becomes his out. But if it becomes a walk, it'll count toward Kazel's count. So basically you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to penalize the new pitcher for what you, the previous pitcher right. did negatively. But if the new pitcher does something positive, you still want to give the credit. Got you. That little fun fact <laughs> brought to you by Fun Factory. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, taking it way back with the Fun Factory reference. So completing his warm-up pitches is Carson Cody. And I mentioned the 2-0 count remains for the HPU catcher Daniel Johnson. Kota Suzuki off of second base after walking, and then Noah Hata off of first after drawing a walk himself. Sharks leading 5-2, bottom of the fifth inning. This one's scheduled for seven. Here's the first Cody pitch, and it almost hits the batter, but it drops in there for a strike. Two and one, the count to Daniel Johnson. Let me say this. It takes a lot of uh, fortitude to be able to come here, come into this uh, bat with a 2-0 count and throw a curveball as your first pitch coming in relief for especially, a strike. Especially after his warm-up pitches yeah. were all balls for breaking pitches. Oh, this one almost hits Johnson again. He kind of bends out of the way and moves the count to 3-1. and one. Daniel Johnson with a hitter's pitch coming up here. Kind of unconventional here. It's two straight curveballs. And Coach Dane Fujinaka calls time, so it'll be an official charged offensive timeout. 
He wants to talk things over with his catcher. I'd venture to say this is a hit and run coming here. So the timeout is over. I mean, one out, 3-1 count, runners on first and second here. He's probably, you know, he's throwing two straight curveballs. He's probably coming with a fastball. And also knowing that it's a 3-1 count, you could almost make it a run and hit where you send the runners and then the batter can lay off it's, if it's a ball because it's going to be a walk. But then if it's a strike, you just put it in play and those runners advance. On the ground, of course. So here's the 3-1 pitch, a big spot here. Reliever Carson Cody in. Pitching to Daniel Johnson. Here's the Cody pitch. It's swung on and fouled away. And that'll move the count to three and two. Actually, nothing was on that one. Interesting. Maybe that was just done as a kind of a psychological, you know, a little bit of a psychological game. Try to get their defense thinking something's coming, but nothing really. Trying to just see how they move. So here's the full count pitch. It is popped up to the right side. Is it far enough? It is, and it's caught by the right fielder who does a nice job of trying to double up the runner at first. That's Bell, but the throw's not in time. But more importantly for Biola, they do get the second out here in the fifth inning. So with two out runners on first and second, that'll bring up Richard Higa looking for a big at-bat here. Higa actually brought in two runs. He doesn't get any RBI, but it was his pop-up that was dropped by Bobby Brown in the third inning, and that's what gave HPU two big insurance runs. So Higa with runners on first and second. You know, we talked about it, too, on that pop fly because Bobby Brown has been so solid at shortstop today. You kind of almost think, like, if you're not used to playing in the rain, you got rain falling down, you kind of got this ominous sky where it's it's bright, but it's not. It's overcast. So you probably just lose sight of the ball with rain going in your eye as, uh, you know, with droplets going in your eyes as it is. As this pitch is in there for strike one from Cody. Because otherwise, based on the way Bobby Brown has played today, defensively for Biola, you, you kind of don't expect a play like that to happen. So 1-1 one, one count to Higa. Runners on first and second. Two out. HPU up by three. As this ball is fouled away. One and two now to Higa. I love it. You know, you sometimes you get, like, third base coaches that, like, will always try to get in front of balls, make plays. Dane, you ain't getting that. Dane's like, nuh-uh. Those days are gone. I know when I coach first base, I... I don't move a muscle. I let the fielders run down the balls and tire them out a bit. A little coaching savvy there, you know? A little, a little psychological. A little gamesmanship there. I, or plus, just downright lazy. <laughs> Ooh, one, two, the pitch in the dirt. And it's going to be a wild pitch that allows the runners to move to second and third. And we'll see if HPU can capitalize on the runners in scoring position. You hear some of the Biola supporters shouting, one pitch away. Cody is one pitch away from getting out of the inning, but also one pitch away from letting two more runs in. I see what you did there. HP would love that. Already up by three, looking to add a couple more at least. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Bottom of the fifth inning. Higa waits, and here's the Cody pitch. It is off, off his foot. the foot of Higa. And he would have, I mean, it's, it's easy to second guess for me now, but if Higo would have gotten out of the way of that, that would have been a wild pitch. 
However, it does load the bases for HPU and flips the lineup card back to Cole Kashimoto. You know, to be fair, I think Richard Higa would have loved to get out of the way of that one because that one stung off the top of his foot. Advances runners, but at the same time, that one's going to leave a mark. So with the bases loaded, Kashimoto up. He singled and moved to third on a wild pitch back in the fourth inning. One of the more impressive base running efforts we've seen this year. And again, we talk about this is the man you want of in this spot with bases loaded and a big-time opportunity. Kashimoto takes ball one inside from Cody. You know, especially, uh, you know, if he gets behind in the count, Cody, that is, Kashimoto has the ability to get being given that green light and, to, and just to rip. HPU looking to add to its 5-2 lead here in the fifth inning. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Grounded to White at second. Picks it up. Oh, he doesn't pick it up. He drops it. It actually goes through his legs. So not only is Kashimoto safe on the error, but two more runs come in, and that's now four runs via two out errors by Biola. And the Sharks lead this one 7-2 here in the fifth inning. Definitely scored an E4 there. Yeah, it looks, you know, the ball, I think, I think Tyler White was expecting a little bit of a hop, kind of came up on it, and it just kind of stayed on the ground and, and sat and just went right underneath him, tip of the glove, threw his legs into no man's land, allowing for each base run to get at least two. So to your point there, Richard Higa moves from first to third. Kashimoto stays at first. And with DJ Stevens batting here, I wonder if Kashimoto will try to take second base. Maybe a delayed steal, trying to get some action on the base paths. As Stevens fouls this one away, even in the count at one and one. You know, more importantly, too, they got back those two runs that they gave up with that home run. So now it's, again, a five-run five, five run cushion. So it, now you're it really makes it a little bit more comfortable if you're to throw Andrew Hawk back out there to try to save, again, your, the back end of your bullpen for tomorrow. And now it's, you're in a little bit of a better position to do so. So here's the 1-1 pitch. Stevens with an awkward swing on the breaking ball, now down in the count 1-2. and two. Runners on the corner. Sharks leading 7-2 to two here in the fifth with two more to go. This is a seven-inning scheduled game on the back half of our doubleheader. Sharks Victoria 6-3 in game one. Here comes the Cody pitch down and inside, even in the count at 2-2. Two and two, And there goes Kashimoto taking second. And it will be a stolen base because he was held on. So almost a free bag there for Kashimoto. But a good job, what I was saying earlier, it was a delayed steal, trying to get the catcher to throw it down, maybe make an error and get that runner home from third. Yeah, good job of base running from HPU today especially from Cole Kashimoto, taking advantage of every little situation he, that's presented. This ball way outside, a nice stop by Justice there. It prevented a run from coming home. And just like that, Stevens has worked his way back to a full count. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. HPU already with two runs in here in the fifth inning, looking for more. You know, usually when you see aggressive hitting teams, they're not patient, right? But HPU kind of shows a little bit of both, a little bit of patience while being aggressive at the same time. A lot of plate discipline from them. This pitch grounded to the left side, into the hole. It'll get one run in, and now it gets two runs in. Kashimoto sprinting around, and just like that, four runs across for the Sharks, and they now lead Biola 9-2 to 
in the home half of the fifth. Good job by DJ Stevens taking that inside fastball right through the zone, getting it right past the kind of stationary A.J. Ortiz as there's really no shot at it. I mean, they don't call it the hot corner for no reason, but just a great job of hitting right there, battling back down 0-2 to 3-2, and then getting that single with the two ribbies. So the Sharks have absolutely broken it open here in the fifth, going up 9-2. to two. And another mound visit coming up here for Biola. And, Alan, you made a great point in that now HPU can consider leaving in Andrew Hawk, knowing that even if he struggles a bit, you have a seven-run cushion. So if you could potentially get through the game with Hawk throwing a complete game, then you have your full arsenal available for the doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah, and that's really at this point of the the game, it's it's really what you want to do. Um, of course, you, you know you'd like to take out Andrew Hawk as well right now because he's thrown such a jam for his number purposes. But at the same time, the name of the game is is preserving arms to who's who's got the most you know depth remaining, and especially in a shortened four game series and back to back double headers. So I, I think you throw Hawk out there. I think you give him a little bit of a, a longer rope than you probably would have. And, and you let him just see if he could battle his way through and get the CG. So the extended mound visit continues. Now it's finally going to be broken up by home plate umpire Marshall Woods. And I've mentioned this before. I think for Biola on the flip side, when do you pull your pitcher knowing that this game is basically out of reach? So do you kind of let Carson Cody be the sacrificial lamb out there and just let him roll with it? Or do you get somebody else hot in the bullpen and potentially lose his arm for tomorrow. Well, to answer that, they just got somebody up in the pen right now, so um, they got a righty throw, and I can't tell who it is uh, because of the lighting, but uh, they it, it looks like I, I think if they give up another hit or another base running, they might pull the, uh, you know, call a day on, on Cody, but at this point, like, you know, the same goes for Biola. It's it's about saving arms here, and, and you hate you hate to use that term sacrificial lambs, but at this point in time, you know, 9-2 lead here in a shortened game, you kind of just, at this point, you, you want them to, to save their arms as well so they, they have some depth left remaining tomorrow. T.J. Smith up to hit here, runner on first, four runs in for the Sharks. T.J. Stevens fakes the steal but stays put. Now ahead of the count is T.J. Smith at 2-0. That's now four runs here in the fifth, four runs back in the third, and one run in the second for HPU. Biola getting two runs back in the fourth inning, but nothing since. Cody at the stretch, now comes home with it. The 2-0 pitch is taken on the corner for strike one. T.J. Smith... Single back in that third inning in which HPU put four on the board. One for three on the night. Ground out to second. He's got a strikeout. Smith waits. Here's the pitch. Grounded foul. It'll be a 2-2 count now. Two outs here in the bottom of the fifth. Things clearing up a bit weather-wise. Some cloud cover, but fortunately, again, knocking on wood. No rain at the moment. We had a few squalls come through earlier today, but... Nothing that delayed the game. Cody sets now. And delivers. It's grounded up the middle, right to White, who throws over to first to get the hustling Smith, but not after HPU scores four more runs and has a commanding 9-2 lead after five innings. We'll be back. This is Sharks Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 
Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you at Central Oahu Regional Park. HP with a 9-2 lead over Biola. Andrew Hawk still in the game for the Sharks on the mound. A great job so far, limiting the Eagles to just two runs over five frames. A.J. Ortiz leading things off for Biola with a 1-2 count now. And Hawk's pitch is fouled off. It remains 1-2. I really like the pace, Alan, that Hawk is working with now. Up by seven runs, he knows, let's finish this thing off, let's get the sweep for the day and come back tomorrow trying to get two more. Yeah, his tempo's changed. Uh, when he was in trouble the last inning, you know, uh, prior to you know, the fifth inning when he went, he got the 1-2-3, the 1-2-3 inning, you know, when he was struggling a little bit, it kind of that tempo was off a little bit. And, and it's hard to say that about a guy who has a funky delivery that changes up his styles constantly like Nestor Cortez, so it's, it's hard to say that, but just, there was something about that tempo that didn't seem right, and now he looks like he's back in his normal tempo. And another foul ball by Ortiz there. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. Kota Suzuki giving it a nice little chase, just kind of wow, a little that, bit too much distance and in, in room. I thought that ball was over our heads, and it actually went up the right field. Yeah. And that I say that because even though the lights are on here, it's, it's still not that, a well-lit field. And I'm not criticizing the field. It's just, in general, both of the corners are pretty shaded. This ball is fouled off. I saw that one and it, come again, to the backstop. Again, it's kind of that like weird time where it's still a little too light outside but not enough. So it, it kind of diminishes the value, true value of what the lights can do. And we'll see the value of Hawk here on the mound with a 2-2 pitch. Ortiz swings and misses at the changeup. And that's a nice out number one to lead off the sixth inning. Yeah, beautiful job right there uh, by by Andrew Hawk. Good tempo, pounding the zone. You know, at this point, when you got a 9-2 lead, you can't be afraid not to pound the zone. Uh, you know, what you don't want to do is, of course, give up those walks, especially a leadoff walk. So, you know, kudos to him. He's, he's, he battled through that, third, that fourth inning and is really settled down here. But he's got a big test here. First pitch to Wyatt Duncan, who gives a kind of halfway swing on the change up there. Fooled a bit. Duncan a little aggressive, trying to drive something, but the change up had him fooled. You know, I, I will say this about Wyatt Duncan. After Outside of that first, uh, you know, that home run in the first game, he hasn't really looked comfortable at the dish. A little, uh, you know, a lot of awkward swings, off-balance swings, kind of guesswork. By, and you usually can tell that in the hitter by the way he throws hands at a, at a lot of stuff and kind of waves that at certain pitches. Oh, he takes a big cut at this one and drives it to center field and deep. Going back is Stevens to the fence, and a nice catch right on the warning track for out number two. I, I thought you were about to jinx HBU there as Duncan popped that one all the way to the 400-foot sign in center. We'll call it 395. I had a lot of faith. <laughs> I'm glad you did because I was worried there. But there was Stevens, the stalwart center fielder making the catch for out number two and HPU doing a great job behind Andrew Hawk another dangerous hitter coming up now in Sam Lejak who has the uh, home run in game number one as well as here in game number two getting the uh, the two ribbies back in the fourth inning Lejak now with two home runs on the year including shots in both of these games the DH today with the lone two RBI for Biola. One and one now the count. Oh, a quick pitch. Strike two swinging and 
Hawk just has everything working now. And as we mentioned, when you have a seven-run lead, not only do you have a lot of confidence, but there's a lot of room for error. So well, might as well go for it. Yeah, you're not afraid to pound the zone with a seven-run lead, you know, a seven-run cushion. So, you know, you just you attack the zone. You don't be afraid of it. If they put the ball in play, you got a, a lot of confidence in the defense behind you as well. So, you know, that helps in itself. So that pitch high and tight, even in the count at two. Ooh, a halfway swing. Did he go? He did. The home plate umpire calls him out, and that's a 1-2-3 inning compiled by Andrew Hawk. And with a 9-2 lead, the Sharks are one inning away from the doubleheader sweep. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live at Central Oahu Regional Park, HPU trying to maybe add some insurance runs or just trying to get through this inning quickly. One more to go as a pitching change for Biola. Yeah, it looks like number 31, Chris McLean, the freshman righty. Chris McLean, a freshman, 5'11", 190 pounds from Woodenville, Washington, Cedar Park Christian. So McLean scheduled to face for HPU Travis Johnson, Kota Suzuki, and Frankie Perales. HPU in this doubleheader got game one 6-3 and now leads this one 9-2. And more importantly, the start of the PacWest season. So if HPU can... Hang on for the doubleheader sweeper. It'll be a great start to the conference year. So the warm-up throws for Chris McLean are pow. And stepping in for the Sharks with two hits so far today is Travis Johnson. He's scored twice after a double and a single. As you said eloquently in the first game, halfway through the cycle for those uh, keeping track of that stuff. <laughs> Ball went outside. It's always interesting because the cycle really isn't a productive stat, but it's so rare that you kind of look forward to it. And what I mean by that is you'd rather have four home runs or three triples and a home run or four doubles rather than all four different base hits when you think about it. I don't know. It's still a four four day, no matter how you look at it. I'm just saying, though, I'd rather have four jacks than a, a cycle. Yeah, but that's very rare. So is a cycle, though. Like I ain't I ain't four jacks, let alone one. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. One and one. The count here. Johnson takes it on the outside corner, but called the ball. Johnson ahead in the count, two and one. Or actually, it's even at two and two. Here's the McLean pitch. It's going to be popped up the chute. And we'll see if Brown ranges to get it or, well, nobody gets it. Brown tried to get it and drops in for a double. So a good job there by Johnson of reaching on his third hit of the day, his second double. Yeah, that ball carried just a little bit more than I think anybody, you know, thought it was going to be. So it, it looked like Jonathan Smith thought it wasn't carrying that far, so he didn't really get a jump on it, you know. And then poor Bobby Brown, he had a he had a you know go at it from the get go, but it just kept carrying on him and landing in no man's land. That'll bring up Kota Suzuki. HPU looking to add a all important insurance run here. Up nine to two, bottom of the sixth inning. This game scheduled for seven. 
As that pitch by McLean way outside, 1-0 the count. And I feel for Biola catcher Taylor Justice here who's... <laughs> he's getting a workout, let me he's tell you. He's caught both games of this doubleheader today. And like you said, he's played in all games so far for Biola this season. And he's been in an absolute wall back there. A pillar of justice, so to say, behind the dish. 2-0 now the count to Kota Suzuki. You only get a couple more innings of this, Kyle. Get them all in. Suzuki with two hits and a walk to his credit today. Two runs scored. And now ahead of the count, 3-0. His on-base streak is looking pretty good here. Here's the McLean pitch, and it's taken for a strike, 3-1. and one. Yeah, good job for Kota Suzuki. I don't think that was a pitch he was going to get much on anyway, so just, you know, sit on it. Live to fight another day here, 3-1 count. Still a wonderful hitter's count here. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Popped up and foul, making it 3-2. and two. Yeah, just based off the reaction in that swing, that was the one Kota wanted, and he just missed it. So Chris McLean, the fourth pitcher for Biola today. Andrew Zittle started things off, and he would get the loss if the score holds up the way it is. And this is another walk. So Suzuki reaches all four times today, two singles and two walks. And HPU has two runners on, no out here in the bottom of the sixth. You know, for Suzuki, too, coming into this game, had an on-base percentage of 361, so that's sure to go up. Yeah, he's close to 400 now after this effort tonight. That'll bring up Frankie Perales. Runners on first and second. Nobody out. Perales swings, drives it to right center. But the right fielder dives and makes a nice catch. So he gets the out there, but the hustling Travis Johnson moves over after tagging up to third base. So a good catch there by Bell. And even better base running by Johnson, giving HP runners at first and third with one out here in the sixth inning. Good job of hitting right there by Frankie. Taking an outside pitch, going with it, not trying to do too much where you pull off on the ball. So he was able to put uh, you know, a good part of the barrel on it, getting it deep enough to be able to tag up your runner at second base. So Noah Hata up. He got an RBI after being hit by a pitch in the third inning. Scored a run there and then scored another run in the fifth after walking and coming around to score. It's been the story of the day for HP. A lot of free bases, converting miscues into runs. Four runs coming via two two-out errors by the Eagles. And that's partly why HP has this 9-2 advantage. Yeah, I think if you're the, you're, the, you know, you're the Eagles right now and Jesse Rogers, that's one thing that you'll be talking to after the game of the two-out airs. One and one the count from McLean to Hata. Here it comes. This pitch fouled away. The freshman from Marinol trying to get another run in for HPU here. Just how detrimental you know the airs are to begin with, but let alone on, on, you know on two outs both times. And especially when those runners initially reach by free pass, it kind of compounds the mistake. This ball is driven to center. And this should get a run home. It'll be a sack fly. It goes all the way out to Jonathan Smith. So a productive second out.
by Hatza. He gets his second RBI of the game. And HPU now has double digits, 10-2 to two the lead with two out here in the sixth inning. Yeah, another good job by Noah Hatza, not only you know putting the ball in play, but getting a lot of distance on it, enough to easily tag up uh, Travis Johnson from third base to pad the lead. Now with nursing an eight-run lead here as the rain begins to fall. That'll bring up Daniel Johnson, the catcher. And as you say, with the rain falling, HPU just wants to get out of this inning, get three more outs, and get out of here because looking behind me, I see a big wall of gray clouds coming in. Yeah, and then, you know, you always know the local fans, right? They all got umbrellas. You always know you got visitors in town because they put ponchos on. And this big hit to left field collected by Daniel Johnson. Another hit for HPU keeps the hit parade going for the Sharks. And that'll move Kota Suzuki over to second. So Richard Higa coming to bat, the third baseman for the Sharks. He had a hit by pitch and came around to score back in the fifth inning. Higa takes the McLean pitch and hits it to White at second. Over to first for out number three, but HPU does get a big insurance run and leads 10-2. to two. It's winning time right around the corner for the Sharks. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health. Regular health screenings are the best way to protect yourself from heart disease, the number one killer of both men and women. Your primary care physician can help spot heart conditions early when they're most treatable. And if you're concerned about your risk of heart disease, your primary care physician can get you started on a heart-healthy plan. So be heart smart and make sure you're getting regular screenings. For more health tips, visit healthierhawaii.org. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Headed to the top of the seventh inning. And we're going to have a pinch hitter for Biola checking in here. And I believe Andrew Hawk is remaining in the game, so he's going for the complete game effort. Not only great for him, but even better for the HPU pitching staff, trying to preserve some arms for tomorrow's doubleheader. As the home plate umpire Marshall Woods gets the word on who's about to hit for the Eagles. It looks like number 19 for the visiting Andrew team. Lujan. So Lujan is batting for Bobby Brown. First pitch by Hawk down for ball one. <laughs> So Lujan in there, you hear his dugout cheering him on. Takes ball two inside. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Home of HPU Athletics, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM760 and 95.1 FM. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you, trying to get HPU a doubleheader sweep on the PacWest opening night. Sharks won the first game 6-3 and now lead this one 10-2 in the seventh inning of what is scheduled to be a seven-inning second game of the double dip. Pinch hitter Andrew Lujan 
Works the count in his favor, 3-1, and one, and now draws the walk. So the last thing you want to do if you're Andrew Hawk is walk the leadoff batter, but he does just that. So Luan moves to first, and that'll bring up what looks to be, is it another pinch hitter? It is, number 33 stepping to the plate for Biola. Evan Rowe, right-handed hitting junior. And right on cue, Coach Ash, the pitching coach for HPU, making his way to the mound, basically telling his pitcher, we're up by eight runs. The last thing you can do is give free bases to this visiting team. Yeah, really just pump, you know, really what you're going to want to do is just pump strikes right at this point. You're getting pinch hitters in. They've been sitting all day. Um, you know, really don't be afraid of them. Just attack that zone. Trust your defense here to get the double play, the DP. And you're actually and you're going to see a third pinch hitter in a row after this at bat as well. So you mentioned Evan Rowe taking the place of Taylor Justice. Well-deserved break for the catcher there. And the previous pinch hitter, Lujan, he walked. He's leading off for first base on a big, healthy cut by Rowe there. I don't know. I'm the catcher. I just caught two games in a row. Let me get my at-bat <laughs> that That's point. true. Maybe. And then you get on. Then you get yeah, pinch ran Yeah, then you for. get pinch ran. You know what I mean? And Rowe takes this one, and it looks like the mound pep talk worked like let me go in there and just swing my stick it's been a rough day behind the plate hawk ahead of the count 0 and 2 here's the pitch to row high and away try to get him to chase nothing going though hpu picked up a run in the second four in the third four more in the fifth and then an insurance run last inning in the sixth to get to their 10-2 advantage the lefty Hawk delivers high and away, ball two. So far, nothing going in the HPU bullpen. It looks like Hawk's game to finish. We'll see if he can bounce back here. Here's the pitch to Rowe, and it's in there. Oh, man, that looked like a strike to me, maybe a little bit high. I don't know. It was a good breaking ball, it looked like, from my vantage point. Especially if I'm the umpire, I might just want to get keep things rolling here. Shout out to the HPU softball team in the house cheering on the baseball squad and a big swinging miss there on a curveball by Hawk getting row for out number one here in the seventh. And I think this third pinch hitter in a row is going to be number 14, Noah Ruiz. Noah Ruiz, a freshman right-hander as the rain begins to fall again. We're going to have HPU softball for you on our airwaves next week, Saturday. It'll be a doubleheader. Oh, me and you again. Hey, back at it. We're scheduled to be at Howard Aokita Field, depending on the weather situation. That'll be a lot of fun. Beautiful park if you guys never been. And the pitch to Ruiz, down should, and away, ball two. I should say field. Provided, of course, the, the rain, just because it rains so much out on the windward side. So the 2-0 pitch to Ruiz in at the knees for strike one. Another pinch hitter on deck, too, for the, uh, for the Eagles as they're starting to empty out their bench. 
So the runner at first is Luan, and this ball high and tight to the pinch hitter, Noah Ruiz. I love it. Noah Ruiz looks down to the third base, like for signals, like at this point, dude, we're down seven. Swing him. On that note, he does swing it and pops it up down the first baseline. Oh, and it's not only out of play, but into the bleachers with the Biola fan contingent. Everybody's okay. You heard the aluminum bleachers crashing there with the baseball. Here's the scary thing about it. Uh, you you had three players for the Sharks. You had Hawk, Johnson, and Johnson both running towards this foul ball, and I don't think any three, any one of the three saw where that ball was. So a 3-2 count now from Andrew Hawk pitching to Noah Ruiz. It's fouled away again. Hanaho with the 3-2 count. Which goes back to, like, you know, your point earlier. Like, even though the lights are on, it's still not lit very well. And so, you know, you got three players thinking, like, the foul ball's near them, but then all of a sudden they hear it in the bleachers. They're all looking at each other like, what? So another full count pitch. Here it comes, and it's fouled away again out of play. And my example earlier was I thought it was a foul ball our way a couple of innings ago, and it was actually 300 feet down the line foul to right field. Still in play, too. <laughs> so Hawk working hard, trying to get the complete game effort here, but his pitch is high and away. So another walk issued by Hawk. So Luan walked, then Evan Rowe struck out, and now Noah Ruiz walks. And now you're going to have Blake Wentz. Blake Wentz wearing number 29 for Biola tonight. You can hear the HPU bench right now just trying to encourage Andrew Hawk with, come on, Hawk, let's finish this, Hawk. Oh. Coach Dane Fujinaka making his way out to the mound. I think he's tired of seeing these free bases. Yeah, he's going to go to the pen. Tough luck for Hawk, who is doing great tonight. Maybe just ran out of gas a bit, even with the eight-run lead. Gets a big pat on the behind from his head coach. Yeah, he didn't look too happy about being pulled. He wanted that CG really bad. But you can understand why Dane's doing it. One, you know, you're up 10 too. Let's no, no sense to keep throwing more pitches and, and burning your arm out here. Let's just go to the pen, get a guy in real quick. We still got plenty of depth for tomorrow, so it's not hurting anybody. But come in here and just pump strikes. And it's Makanakia coming in, the big right-hander out of Waipahu right down the road. He's one of the closers for HPU obviously not a save situation but HPU wants to close this thing out without letting Biola not only back in the game tonight but getting some confidence for tomorrow yeah McConaughey comes in throwing just absolute gas yeah Kia throws in the low 90s for HPU the big right-hander wearing number 50 appropriately for the 50th state and he'll enter the situation with runners on first and second, one out here in the top of the seventh inning. And if you're just tuning in and saying, hey, why is it the end of the game in the seventh inning? Well, the first game tonight was a nine-inning first contest, followed by a seven-inning back end of the doubleheader. And then tomorrow, HBU plays Biola again, another 9-7 doubleheader before Biola makes their way to Hilo for a couple of doubleheaders Wednesday and Thursday. You know, it's like when you when you watch uh, 
Makanakia throw right now, it's like we talked about in pregame with, with Coach Ash. You know, the good thing about them and their depth in the bullpen this year is, you know, you have one pitcher, the guy they bring in next is going to be completely different, so you're not going to be used to seeing it. So, therefore, you know, it really keeps hitters and opposing teams off balance. Now, you know, last year they threw a lot of similar guys, one after another, so you didn't get to change that perspective of as a hitter, but now you do. So, you, you have a quirky... Andrew Hawk pitching, throws seven, almost seven innings, six and a third innings, and now you're bringing a hard-throwing, you know, Makanakia, who throws in, like you said, low 90s, has a curveball, a little bit of a 12 to 6, or if he can get it over on top, and and so it's it's just a different look, and a completely different look, and so for for hitters, if if you're if you're Biola right now, and especially Blake Wentz coming straight off the bench, this is a tough, you know, a, a tough task for you. And on the flip side for Wentz. You kind of have to stay within yourself knowing that you can obviously have a big swing, but it's not going to do anything down by eight. But you really have to keep the, the carousel going, so to say, for Biola. So we'll see what Blake Wentz can do here. Makanakia working from the stretch. HPU up 10-2 to two oh. as this first pitch is swung on and popped to DJ Center. So a very productive pitch by Kia. One pitch, one out. And now Biola is one out away from being swept in this West doubleheader that was a big swing right there by Blake Wentz got barrel on it but just really didn't go anywhere almost like the wind shifted just a bit and knocked that ball down a little bit and for the first time in this inning not a pinch hitter it'll be Brendan Bell remaining in the game to hit for himself runners on first and second two out he's got two pop-ups at second base on the day and Kia's fastball is fouled away nice job getting ahead of Bell Marshall Woods doing a very good job of just giving uh, Daniel Johnson just a couple minutes there, a couple seconds to catch his breath as taking that foul ball off the chest. They say thank you to each other. So Kia ahead of the count, 0-1. Here's the pitch from the stretch. Grounded to third. Higa gets it, steps on third, and that's the end of the game. 7-14 our final time today. Game time, two hours, 11 minutes, and more importantly for HPU, a 10-2 win. A big doubleheader sweep to open PacWest play, and the Sharks on Hawaii Sports Radio Network this year are now 4-0. Yeah, look at that. We're the good luck charm of the HPU Sharks. No, really, when it comes down to the Sharks and their play, it's, it's you're, you're getting it from both sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. And when I speak defensively, that, that includes the pitching staff. They've done a marvelous job of, of really – you know, keeping the games close, keeping them within it, and then their offense goes to work. And, and like I said, they're a very aggressive hitting team, but at the same time they're very, as well, patient, especially when, when pitchers start to lose their focus and, and lose their rhythm and, and ability to locate. So a big couple of wins for HPU, 6-3 to three in the first game, 10-2 to two in seven innings here in game number two. We'll be back to wrap things up. A big doubleheader win for the Sharks. This is HPU Baseball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Sharks Baseball on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here at Central Oahu Regional Park, HPU doing its best karate kid impression, sweeping the leg here on a Friday night, getting a doubleheader sweep from Biola, 6-3 in game one. 10 to 2 in game two and Alan Mia as we wrap things up just looking at HPU's lineup a great job 
not a lot of power, but spreading things out as far as everybody except for Noah Hatza and Richard Higa getting a hit as far as the starting batting lineup is concerned. You look at DJ Stevens, Kota Suzuki, Noah Hatza, and Daniel Johnson, all with RBIs and really taking advantage. It was two big Biola errors that led to four insurance runs for HPU, and they just clamped down and, and really held Biola down to get the first two PacWest wins of the year here in 2023. Yeah, I like you, I like what you said. Like this lineup is so well-rounded. Even if you're not getting, you, you know, even if you're not getting the hit, you're producing in other aspects. Like Noah Hatas, he had the the two ribby uh, sack fly. Um, you got guys like Richard Higa getting on base any means necessary, becoming a run. So even if they're not getting hits, they're still producing in some way or some fashion. So yeah, that's good to see on the offensive side of the ball. And you know they got great pitching performance today to really start the Pac West. Uh, conference off and that's really what you want because now you go into games three and four tomorrow here and and you got a you, you got a pretty much fresh lineup as, as as well as a fresh uh bullpen so things are looking good i i bet you if we talk to coach ash after this game or you know as soon as they're done wrapping up on the field and whatnot in their meetings you know i bet you'll say we got a little bit more out of andrew hawk than we expected and and that was able to you know we were able to preserve a lot of arms which helps bode for tomorrow and, you know, if you're the Eagles right now, you got to be worried of what you just saw there because you didn't really see much. Right. And Biola, with the loss, falls to 4-10 and 10 on the season, 0-2 in the Pac West. Sharks improved to 5-4 and 2-0 and and oh in conference. It was Andrew Zittle taking the loss for Biola, 2-2 two two thirds, five runs allowed, only three of them earned. And on the flip side, it's going to be our Pioneer Electric electrifying player of the game, it's Andrew Hawk improving a two and one, almost goes the distance, throws six and a third innings, four walks allowed, five strikeouts, and more importantly, only two runs allowed. Yeah, you know, he had a rough fourth inning, but he bounced back remarkably after that, and he settled down, got back his tempo and his rhythm. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's hard to explain when you have a guy that is so quirky out there on the hill. I mean... Again, our comparison is Nestor Cortez of the New York Yankees, how, you know, he has different styles, different arm angles, different, you know, tempos, different leg kicks, high leg kick, short leg kick, short, quick uh, delivery, long delivery. Um, and you never know really what you're getting from him. It's all kind of random, but yet it's all calculated. And, and But I thought he had a really good tempo to his game. He stayed within himself. Lost a little bit, a little side of that as, you know, that rough fourth inning where he gave up the two-run home run after the one-out walk. But after that, settled down remarkably, really nicely, and got the job done. And, and just kudos to him to battling through all of that and, and to give this team a much-needed, this bullpen a much-needed rest going into tomorrow. So Andrew Hawk soars to be our electrifying player of the game, brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc., providing Hawaii's contractors with top-quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. And that will bring us to the end of the evening, a great day of baseball for HPU. A big doubleheader sweep in Game 1, 6-3. Game 2, victorious 10-2. But before we go, our big mahalo goes out to Chaz Antai, our in-studio engineer, our on-site producer and engineer, Kule Agbayani, also our social media savant, keeping our photos and captions up and going on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Hawaii Sports Radio. And, of course, Paul Brecht keeping us company today with a lot of stats and information. William Winkhauer and the HBU Sports Information Department, a great job by them in the doubleheader sweep. And our analyst, Alan Mia, 
you get the last word, my friend. Welcome back. Well, it's, it's good to be back. It's been a long road. Uh, this, this past four weeks have been rough. But, you know, I, I loved what I saw from this team, and this team is still growing. And I think that's the best part about it. They're good right now. But they're only going to be better because they're still growing and learning how to play with each other and for each other. And, 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 and you're seeing that in the veteran leadership that last year they might have been playing for themselves. This year they're playing for the team. And, and, and a guy like Cole Kashimoto is a big example of that. No longer getting on his teammates, but more on himself. And that, that leads by example. And so you love to see it. DJ Stevens, another year for him, stepping up and just being that leader. And then even the younger guys stepping up to be leaders as well. So this is a team full of leadership that I really love. And, and I think it's going to be a really good season for the Sharks. Uh, this year in a tight Pac West, and you mentioned that Pac West playoff to a great start for the Sharks. Two big wins, six to three and ten to two, and HP will do it again tomorrow with another doubleheader against Biola. We won't have that broadcast for you, but we will be here for HPU Sharks softball next week Saturday, starting around noon. Be sure to catch us for that, and be sure also to catch the aforementioned Kule Agbayani every morning, every weekday morning. That is at 8 a.m. along with Alan Mia from 8 to 9 in Wake Up in the Den on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. For our entire crew, mahalo for tuning in, and we'll catch you soon. I'm Kyle Galdera. Take care and aloha. You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Baseball. Presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. And brought to you by Pioneer Electric Inc. Providing Hawaii's contractors with top quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. This broadcast was made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Kyle Galdera. Play-by-play color commentator Alan Mia. On-site technical engineer Paul Brecht. Operations director Ku'ule Agbayani. And in-studio technical engineer Chaz Antai. Visit hawaiisportsradio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760.